0: Radio Network. And now, chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. At first glance, you think, "Man, this is great. Uh the headline is, are you a cheese lover? We'll pay you $1,000 to try different cheeses before going to bed." Well, yes, please. I'm in on that. But not so fast. There cheese lover uh sleep junkie is uh backing a study that wants to find out, you know, we've heard all the, the theories about eating cheese before bed gives you nightmares. And they wanted to see if there's any truth behind that. So they're hiring a team of five dairy dreamers to experiment on the impact that eating cheese really has on our sleep quality, energy levels, and whether it increases the likelihood of nightmares. The candidates will be paid for their work and all cheese costs will be Expensed. So again, right there, it's up to expense. That means I have to buy the cheese, and then you're going to pay me the money back. Really kind of, really kind of weird. So uh, plus, we find out that it's a three month study, and you're going to be compensated a thousand dollars upon completion of the study. Of the study, a thousand bucks for three months. <laughs> That's a little chintzy, there, sleep junkie. Come on, maybe a thousand a month. You want me to keep track of everything? Uh, you got to be 21 years of o- of age. You have to own a smartwatch or fitness tracker that tracks sleep. Have a consistent sleep schedule. Be able to sleep alone during the trials, and you should not suffer, obviously, from any current sleep issues, and must not have any dairy or lactose intolerances. Duh! But our sleep experts sleep junkies sleep experts are going to provide a list of cheeses that should be eaten each week from a variety of cheese types blue hard soft ripe and processed. the trial will also include vegan and lactose free cheese within the selection as a dairy dreamer you will then eat each kind of cheese every night at the same time before sleeping for a week taking a week break between each cheese swap to ensure results can be accurately recorded okay so then they have the Dairy Dreamers job application, you know, name, date of birth, all that kind of stuff. Why you want to become a cheese tester? Are you able to commit to three months of work? Every, You know, all that kind of stuff. But I really want to do this because I'm a fan of cheese. I know it's a surprise, but I am. Uh, I'm not really a fan of the list of cheeses that they have on their list, like blue and vegan and lactose-free cheese. Not really a fan of those, but you know, whatever, we'll give it a shot. However, uh, the whole thing about being expensed and also just $1,000 for three months. Now look, I know. I I like $1,000 just like the rest of you. I'm happy. You want to give me $1,000? bucks? Oh, i am in. But it seems like for three months' work, every other week for three months, Okay, every other week for three months, I have to keep track of everything for you, and I only get. A, and I have to buy the cheese. Then you're going to give me my money back with uh, once I show you the receipts, and you're only going to give me a thousand dollars for three months. That seems a little cheesy. Maybe it's just me. Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. So I see where today is national. Compliment Day. Today, if you're listening live, is January 24th, 2023. National Compliment Day. Oh, and it says you you never know when someone could use some good vibes, so give a compliment. I'm all for that. And just like I'm going to tell you right now, you look great. And I mean that, you look great. No matter what anybody tells you, you look tremendous today. But then I thought, well, National Compliment Day, I wonder if anything else is going on today. There are 15 Holidays listed for today. It's Macintosh Computer Day. It's National Beer Can Appreciation Day. National Peanut Butter Day. Belly Laugh Day. Change a Pet's Life Today. International Day of Education. International Mobile Phone Recycling Day. National Just Do It Day. National Lobster Thermidor Day. National Matthew Day. Paul Pitcher Day. Drink ale and line up your pitchers. It's time to celebrate the conversion of St. Paul. It's Speak Up and Succeed Day. Talk Like a Grizzly Prospector Day. (laughs) And Unification Day. Man, there's a lot to celebrate today. A lot to celebrate today. So go out there and make today great because you can. And the way you're looking today, man, you should be able to go out there and celebrate your butt off. (laughs) Tomorrow will probably be national butt off day. So last year, M&Ms began to make changes to its Candies spokespeople. And they wanted, they claimed, they wanted to be more representative of the customer to keep up with cultural trends by replacing the green M&M's high heels with sneakers. And they had to continue down the woke road. Well, now, uh, they're saying, you know, um, yeah, we're gonna send, uh, we're gonna send our M&M stuff, uh, down, a, indefinite retirement. Really? Yeah. Um uh, that's it. We just we need to, we need to just give it a little bit of a rest. Oh. Uh, okay. Did it have anything to do with, you know, the backlash that you received, you know, the whole go woke go broke thing? <laughs> uh, uh Mars has said uh we've we're going to go ahead and put that marketing campaign on pause. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Why? It's not going good for you? People were upset? I mean, uh, Mrs. Brown and I get to spend time together without some colorful characters barging in? Ms. Green? I mean, <sighs> can't we just be M&Ms? Please. I know we introduced the purple, the new female spokescandy designed to promote inclusivity. The peanut m M&M, m She appears Plus sized, purple, parading around backstage of a theater and singing, "I'm just gonna be me." <laughs> okay, that's great. You know, why don't they just? And now they've canceled it. Okay, and they they issued a statement: "America, let's talk." In the last year, we've made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would even notice. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, you did it because you didn't want anybody to notice. And we definitely didn't think it would break the internet, but now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing, which was the last thing M&M's wanted since we're all about bringing people together. Therefore, we've decided to take an indefinite pause from the spokes candies. In their place, we're proud to introduce a spokesperson America can agree on, the beloved Maya Rudolph. Who? Uh, we are confident Ms. Rudolph will champion the power of fun to create a world where everyone feels they belong. Now, Maya Rudolph, I you know worked on Saturday Night Live, and she's, you know, whatever. It's fine. She can be their spokesperson for Eminem. It's fine. But why not, instead of, I, mean, I don't understand why they don't just, They're M&M's. Just promote M&M's. You know what you do? You sponsor a stadium. You sponsor a stadium, the m M&M m Stadium. And it's the stadium that looks the most similar to an m M&M. a circle stadium, a, a dome stadium. You put the m M&M m logo on the top, and you broadcast to hundreds of millions of people a year from that stadium, from the m M&M m Stadium. You give away m ms to the crowd. You give away, this would be a perfect way for me to set my world record. Of the uh, the most people sitting on a whoopee cushion at the same time, at a stadium, you could do that with an M and M Mars whoopee cushion. I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm sure they would love to have a whoopee cushion, you know, with the M and M's logo on it. But it's just a promotional idea, and it would bring people together. You're welcome, Mars. Call me, email me, chewing the at theblaze.com. You can you can direct message me on Twitter. Uh, at Jeffy JFR, uh, or you can follow me. You know, message me on Instagram and Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Whatever's easiest for you. Let me know. I'm, I'm here for you. I got I got ideas for you <laughs> that will bring people together. Okay, I know that's what you want. Here's another idea for you, and I've got football on the brain, so I apologize because it's you know it's big time football season. But you know how Dr Pepper does the college uh, giveaway and you throw footballs into the Dr. Pepper can, that kind of thing. And it's huge. And they do that at the, the National Championship and the playoff games. So if you were to sponsor a stadium, uh, an NFL football stadium, and you then have a giant bowl of M&Ms, you could sponsor, say you could sponsor, work a deal with the NFL and have a giant Giant container of M and M's, and have people try to guess how many M and M's are in the giant container. And you could bring them out on the field, and they could guess on the field, and the one who got the closest would be the winner, and they would get a you know a year's supply of M and M's and a hundred thousand dollars to their charity of their choice, and you know fifty thousand dollars to call, whatever the case is. And it's just you know it'd be a lot better than spending thirty million dollars on a another campaign, but. You know, what do I know? Nothing. That's what I know. So just email me, and I've got more ideas for you. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Okay, so yesterday I see a story about Pamela Anderson uh, alleging that on the set of Home Improvement... This, this coming from her new memoir, uh, she alleged that on the first day of filming, she walked out of her dressing room and Tim Allen was in the hallway in his robe. He opened up his robe and flashed me quickly, completely naked underneath. This is what she alleged in her memoir, Love, Pamela. He uh, said that it was only fair. I've, se- uh, I've seen me naked. I-, I saw you naked. So now we're even. And she claimed that she laughed uncomfortably. So she was on the show for two years. And Tim, obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but Tim has denied ever doing this. Okay. So this is her memoir. Then this morning, I see a story about Pamela Anderson uh, claiming that Sylvester Stallone offered her a condo and a Porsche to be his number one girl. This is what she claims in her new Netflix documentary, Pamela, A Love Story, which is out at the end of this month. It doesn't say when her memoir is out, so I'm sure that's coming soon, if not uh, almost at the same time, but I'm not sure. Uh, Stallone has said, no, that's uh, not true. (laughs) Uh, Never happened so Pamela is just out trying for a little publicity to become relevant again and uh, trying to you know whatever she says all you have to do is deny it doesn't matter she said it right and so you know I was looking at uh, some of Pam's history uh, so she's uh, had romances with uh, Scott Bale uh, Dean Kane. Baywatch co-star Kelly Slater, real-world uh, New York contestant Eric Nyes, and who doesn't love the real-world New York contestant Eric Nice? He's been great. Uh, she's been married five times to four different men. She talks about her failed marriages to Tommy Lee and professional poker player Rick Sullivan. Uh, she's got a couple of kids from Tommy Lee. Uh, she discusses being molested and raped, her career as an actress boy that's a stretch and a playboy pinup that's in her and she hates I'm sorry in this article it says her disdain for the Hulu Emmy nominated Pammy and Tommy series (laughs) now that whole series detailed the leaking of her and Tommy Lee's uh, sex tape but uh, so she needs to be relevant again so just be prepared for more stuff in the in the documentary on Netflix and in her memoirs, there'll be a lot of other actors coming out saying, I deny everything she says, so leave me alone. And there may be some saying, yeah, I did it. I mean, so so let's, let's say this. All right, just let's use this for an example. Let's say uh, Tim Allen did come out of his dressing room with his robe on. There was Pamela. Then twenty three, he was in his thirties, uh, and he said, uh, and he, you know, there's Pamela, who's on the show, who's going to be on the show, first day of filming, and he's seen her naked. Who hasn't? And uh, you know, he flashes her, hey, we're even. I'm naked under here too. Is that horrible? I mean, I, I you know, okay, fine, you know, is uh, it's it's horrible. It's horrible. I mean, I, I, I don't think so. But that's me. I know. I know that. So is it would it be horrible if if Stallone said, Yeah. Uh I offered I said, Hey, I'll I'll buy you a place to live and give you a car. All you gotta do is be around when I need you and we'll take care of a little business. You be my woman. You be my number one. And she said, Oh, does that mean there's a number two? <laughs> um even if there was so I mean, all he, so he offered it. Let's say Stallone says, yeah, I offered it. I told her, hey, I'll, I'll put you up and I'll buy you a car. And when I have to go out somewhere, you're on my elbow. Was that? If he said, yeah, that's what I did. And she turned me down. So I moved on. I'm Sylvester Stallone. Would that be terrible? Uh, maybe in today's world it would. But it certainly wouldn't be for me so mayor of kingstown is back up and running on paramount plus that's with jeremy renner uh that was done shooting before his horrible accident uh wow it's dark again season two is enough (laughs) that show man i like it a lot but it is dark uh it's about this town in michigan that has a prison and he's the mayor of kingstown which is the mayor over the prison and he's the go-between between the police and the prisoners and it's That's a a pretty dark show. It's fun to watch, though. I like it. And I I finished uh, Vikings of Valhalla. Uh, Really enjoyed the heck out of that show on Netflix. Uh, I talked about uh, the king. The king does come back. Uh, He disappeared toward the end of season one. I'm like, what? I loved him. Uh, What the heck? I want the king back. And uh, he comes back in season two. It takes a few episodes, but he does come back. So just letting you know, he... He does come back in Vikings Valhalla. Really enjoyed the heck out of that show. That was a it was a good two seasons. I'm hoping that maybe uh, they actually come up with a season three and it's, uh, it'll be worth watching I know everyone is all excited about uh, filming in Waxahaxie, Texas uh, they made uh, the necessary approvals, uh, they're going to start filming Taylor Sheridan's new show, at least some of it in the Ellis County, Texas courthouse, uh, the middle of February and uh, the, the new show we've talked about before, 1883 Bass Reeves <laughs> I know uh, it's about one of the first U.S. Marshals, one of the first black U.S. Marshals in the American West. Uh, he was uh, he was awesome. Uh, he was commissioned as a deputy U.S. Marshal. He's responsible for catching criminals across 75,000 square mile region, Oklahoma and Arkansas. He killed at least 14 outlaws, captured 3,000 more, including his own son. Uh, retired in 1907 and became a police officer in Muskogee, Oklahoma. And he is sometimes referred to as the inspiration for the Lone Ranger. This is an awesome story. I can't wait for it to be told. And that's uh, starting to film. Uh, at least some of the filming is taking place here in Texas. And a bunch of Sheridan's shows are all, you know, they film here in Texas as it is. And did you watch, oh, you know what I watched this week too? This brand new show on Fox called Accused. Um, and each episode is going to have a different story. So the first episode was, uh, obviously this week and it's with Michael Chiklis and Jill Hennessy and, uh, uh, Robert wisdom, who is awesome. And so, uh, the episode revolves around this family. Well, you know, I, I probably, uh, ah, you know what, watch it. It's still worth a watch. Uh, really interesting will definitely make you make you think a little bit. so this particular episode is about a family struggling with one son who obviously is the golden child and the other son who has been struggling with mental health since the beginning and so uh the the mom has kind of dismissed it. The dad is like we got to try to get some help and then he, the dad struggles with it, and the dad actually goes through a time well. And if I tell you that I'm spoiling the entire episode, just know that, uh, as we find out what the dad is on trial for being accused of, you say no way. But in the end you realize, I mean, his life is over. I mean, this guy is a, a portrayed as a surgeon and he's been accused of this and, uh, accused of this crime. And no matter what happens, whether he's innocent or guilty, now his life is over. It's worth a watch. Uh, I like Michael Chiklis. Jill Hennessy is fine. She's uh, she's had a little. She's on her way to clown face. <laughs> I don't know if you know Jill. Just tell her, hey, I love your work. I love a lot of stuff you've been in. But uh, I know you know you. I loved you in Law and Order, uh, even though your character got a little tiresome at times. Uh, I loved you on uh, what's that Showtime show, The Hill, I think it was called. Uh, it was good in there. Uh, but, uh, you know, you're okay, but you're on your way to Cloudface. So just take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. Okay, Jill. I know nobody can tell you anything. You're an actress out of, out of Hollywood. I got it. But just remember three cuts to clown face. Okay. And I think you're on about two and three quarters right now. So just <laughs> take it easy. Okay. Take a pause. you look fine. Anyway, watch the show. Uh, Accused. It's on Fox. Uh, if you have Hulu, you can watch it without commercials, well, I guess if you have Hulu without commercials and or just you know record it and d v r it and watch it back it uh you don't have to watch it live i don 't even know what time it comes on to be honest with you because I recorded it. I know that it was promoted to come on after the football game this week on Sundays, but i don 't know if that's their regular date for it to come on or not, so I just recorded it and I remember, oh hey, new accused, and I watch it so um uh, one of the thing and I'll tell you another thing that really ticks me off we've been down this road before all right so I sit down to watch mayor of Kingstown and I love the show all right and I have Paramount plus which we pay for for with commercials which is annoying and you can't fast forward through them but okay and so that's fine Uh, So, uh, you know what? It's fine, Jeff. It's fine. Just watch commercials. I just mute it through the commercials. Although I I do turn the ones on that I want. Oh, what are they saying? And I do turn those on. Anyway, uh, just a sidetrack of commercials. And that's the app that has the pause and then the quick ad flashes up if you've paused longer than five seconds. Genius. Um, However, this one show a week thing, has got to stop. That's got to stop. I need to just I need to have all the episodes there, and I need to be able to go through them. Okay, I need to just binge them when I when I can. This whole thing, I mean, that's why I wait a lot of times. Like uh, Criminal Minds, the latest season, I kind of wait. You know, went away there for a few weeks, and then it's now back, and I think I have two or three episodes. Like my wife and I have two or three episodes to go before the end of the season. But you have to wait for them to drop. It's once a week. So it's almost like I kind of want to just let it go for a couple of weeks, so I can just watch two or three at a time. It's just, yeah. You know, is, is it me? It's just me. Okay, all right, never mind. <laughs> So the Oscar nominations are out. We know that uh, according to CEO of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Scientist, Bill Kramer, he told us back in November that uh, we're committed to having a show that celebrates the artisans, the arts and sciences, and the collaborative nature of movie making, and that every category will be included in the live telecast. So it should be a good eight-hour broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> you could pretty much count on that. that's coming up uh, uh, the it's coming up on March right the 95th Oscars with Jimmy Kimmel uh, hosting the awards for the third time I think um, yeah March 12th at uh, 8 pm. Eastern so you should be done by 4 am. Monday the 13th <laughs> Eastern Time no problem though there's no there's no time constraint because all the categories are going to be included we don't care uh, we don't care what it is so the best picture is every movie made uh, this year now they've only listed 10 uh, All Quiet on the Western Front Avatar The Way of Water The Banshees of Inertion Elvis Everything Everywhere All at Once The Fablemans Tar Top Gun Maverick Triangle of Sadness Women talking. That's the best picture list. Uh, best actor in a leading role: Austin Butler for Elvis. Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inisherin. Brandon Frazier for The Whale. Oh my gosh, they're going to give it to him after his crying at the one award show that they gave him. Ugh, they're going to give it to him. Paul Mescal after Sun and Bill Nighy Living. Best actress in a leading role: Kate Blanchett for Tar. Anna Diop for Blonde. Andrea Riseborough to Leslie. She's She's been in a lot of good stuff, though. Uh, Michelle Williams, The Fablemans. Uh, Michelle, you're everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, that's going to be the front runner. I think this is on everything, everything, everywhere, all at once. Is Best supporter in an acting role uh, Banshees, Causeway, Brian Tyree, Judd Hirsch, Barry Keegan, uh, Kay Hug Quan, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Best actress in a supporting role, Angela Bassett, Hong Chao the Whale. Carrie Condon, the Banshees, Jamie Lee Curtis, everything, uh, and Stephanie, everything. Yeah, you know, it's the big winner. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. I have not seen that. I'm gonna have to go out of my way to see it now. According to what I read, it's the American absurdist comedy drama. So, <laughs> looking forward to that and then you know original score screenplay song screenplay animated feature animated short film best production design best cinematography best costume design best director best documentary feature oh, who's the best documentary feature uh all that breathes all the beauty of the bloodshed fire of love a house made of splinters and nevon oh they might they might not go with Nivani, although uh uh poot Pood is an evil guy so they might give that to uh nevloni so that they make him still look like a bad guy Uh, And he is. Don't look at me like I was thinking he was a good guy. Best documentary short film, The Elephant Whisperers. Hall Out, How Do You Measure a Year. The Martha Mitchell Effect, Stranger at the Gate. I mean, if I had to guess, I'd give it to The Elephant Whisperers, but I don't know that. Uh, Film editing, international film, feature film, best makeup and hairstyling, best sound, Best visual effects. Live action short film. Live action short film. An Irish goodbye. Evalu. Le Night ride. And the red suitcase. I have no idea. Live action short film. Who they would give that to. I mean. The red suitcase. Just a lucky guess. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway. The Oscar nominations are out. And we'll be all just be fortunate enough. To be able to watch this awards on Sunday, March 12th, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Probably going to be on the red carpet at uh, 4 or 5 Eastern on E. I don't know that though. I don't know if they still do that (laughs) because it's on ABC. So is E still under the ABC umbrella? Yeah, probably. And so you'll get, and if, if not, See, this is the thing that kills these award shows now. If not, just do it online. I mean, just do it on social media. Why do we need E and ABC to broadcast all these? We've seen all their talks. We've seen the movies. Just show us who won. I mean, show us who won. Air it live on YouTube, stream it on Twitter, stream whatever. We don't need, I mean, I know you've got the big money deal with ABC. That's why nobody watches it anymore. That's why your ratings are down. I know it's live TV and you think it's a big deal, but it really isn't anymore because we know what everybody looks like. We know the movies. We've discussed it on social media for the past year. Just tell us who you think or who was voted in as part of the Academy's best picture. And then we can talk about that then instead of waiting for an eight-hour broadcast on ABC Sunday, March 12th. Again, though, what do I know? You know, speaking of movies, uh, I'm, so we're watching. Uh, what were we watching last night? I don't know I oh, Criminal Minds, yeah, of uh, the new Criminal Minds on Paramount Plus, and uh, you know, so we have to sit through the commercials, right? Like I told you, and so you know, we're you, we're, we're just usually talking and during the commercials, and uh, there was something came. Oh, I know the in this sh- in the episode, uh, one of the episodes they show this girl in an air shaft crawling through an air shaft, and she's you know, it's, it's part of the. Part of the show, and so I'm like, "Come out to the coast, Let have a few laughs." And from Die Hard, that's the only thing I can think of when I see someone crawling through an air shaft is Bruce Willis from the original Die Hard. When he get when he's crawling in the air shaft, <laughs> he likes the Zippo and like, come out to the coast to have a few get together, we'll have a few laughs. And my wife says, "What's that from?" And I was like, "Die Hard." What are you talking about? That's from the very first movie. And I, I know I've said that before. Uh, when we've seen when I've scenes like that. And she goes, I know, I, but I just never really realized what it was from. So I come to find out, my wife has never seen the first Die Hard. Wait, what? Now she remembers, what's his face, falling from Nakatomi Plaza. Now that doesn't mean she's seen the movie, that's a scene that she remembers in her head. And then she said, isn't that the one where it's on the uh, tarmac and it's winter? No, that's two. That's Die Hard 2. Okay, so I mean I love the Die Hard series. Uh, three Die Hard with a Vengeance and Live Free or Die Hard three and four, are two of my favorites. Um, well, then it would go to one, and then it would probably go to uh, two. Stands up a little bit better with time, but not really. After you know you, I don't know, it just didn't stand up at the time. And then a good day to Die Hard. I uh, was okay. Uh, you know, it was a good way to end it, I guess. But uh, Live Free or Die Hard, Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, both of those are really good. Uh, But the first one, she hasn't seen them. I'm like, no, that's that's two, that's not one. So we're gonna be watching that very soon. Now I have the collection on DVD. I was looking on streaming to see if there was a free Die Hard uh, to watch on streaming and everybody wants me to buy it or rent it. No, I already own it. So you either let me watch it for free or, uh, you know, I'll just wait for the DVD or wait for it to show up on one of the streaming services. Usually not long after I search for a movie on a, a, throughout my streaming uh, apps, it comes up. Huh. I wonder why that is. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I freaking love those stupid diehard movies. I c- can't believe she's never seen it. It's very disappointing. Uh, very disappointing in my life. Uh, so come out to the coast. We'll get together. We'll have a few laughs. So the Alex Murdaugh crime trial just got started uh, this week. Uh, Remember him? He's a lawyer from South Carolina. And he's on trial, accused, accused of murdering his wife and son. This is happening in uh, Walterboro, South Carolina. That's where they're from. And uh, he was a prosecuting attorney. The whole family was a prosecuting attorney. Um, he is accused of uh, killing his wife and son. They were shot and killed at the family's hunting property. Uh, then uh, in 2022, they charged him with the crime. They contend he committed the double murder to win sympathy and divert attention from his shady financial dealings and legal troubles stemming from a fatal boating accident involving his son. He, of course, maintains his innocence. He is facing over 100 charges. Whew. I mean, he's got... Oh, don't worry about those old murder charges. <laughs> he's also been accused of a litany of financial crimes multi-million dollar fraud scheme that siphoned money away from his family law firm and its clients, diverting funds from the estate of his housekeeper who died in his home from a trip-and-fall accident, insurance fraud related to an alleged attempt to have his cousin murder him so his older son, Buster, could claim a $10 million life insurance payout. (laughs) I mean, it's it's a fascinating story. I don't know if you've ever... There is a documentary on Netflix about this, I forget the name of it. It's probably, you know, Murdaw, The Murders of South Carolina or something I can't remember. I watched most of it, I think. Uh cuz I loved the story, the original story of when I first heard about this Murdaw murder story, uh really fascinated me because when he talked about having uh looked for one of his cousin to murder him, he hired some guy to shoot him uh, from a tow truck on his roadway on some of his property or just outside of his property. And the guy either missed, I can't remember now, the guy either missed or didn't do it. And then it was just a, the whole thing, it was a string of screw ups. So he's probably going to jail, but look, innocent until proven guilty, right? Innocent until proven guilty. So I'll keep an eye out for the uh, the Murda mystery, and uh, we'll see what happens to Alex Murda and his trial in Waterloo. Or no, it's Water. It's not Waterloo, South Carolina. Walterboro, South Carolina. <laughs> Sorry about that, Alex. Okay, so who died today? This is really uh, who died today, but it's also animals fighting backstory. Yesterday we had a couple of animals, you know, fighting back that. Possibly could be animals fighting back or humans using the animals as an excuse to kill another person. Well, this story uh, in uh, Sumner County, uh, Kansas, uh, the sheriff says the man died over the weekend after his dog stepped on a rifle, causing the firearm to discharge. Uh huh. So apparently the man was sitting in the front passenger seat of his pickup. Why he was sitting in the front? passenger seat of his pickup I don't know. He had his hunting gear and a rifle in the back seat. A canine belonging to the owner of the pickup stepped on the rifle causing the weapon to discharge. The fired round struck the passenger who died of his injuries on the scene. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sure. Now we don't know the man's name so who died today? Rest in peace. To you, person who was shot in the back from your dog or you know, the owner of the truck's dog uh, in the back of the car, it just makes really no sense. I mean, it's a great story, it would be a good mystery. Uh, but if you believe that the dog accidentally stepped on the rifle, uh, causing it to discharge to shoot the guy in the, the passenger seat and have him die of his wounds as injuries is uh pretty incredible so either animals are fighting back or humans are smartening up and using animals as an excuse which one could it be so a lot of mummies in the news uh these days i'm sorry uh not mummies uh, a lot, uh many a lot of mummified persons in the news <laughs> we're not supposed to call them mummies anymore, Uh, museums, uh, specifically in Britain, but probably all over the world, are uh, now using words other than mummy to describe their displays of ancient Egyptian human remains. Instead, they're starting to adapt the terms, as I said, mummified person, or to use the individual's name to emphasize that they were once living people. We didn't know that? I mean, pretty sure we knew that. Wait, what? A mummy is a mummified person of someone who was once living? (laughs) What? Are you kidding me? It wasn't just a monster from a movie? What? So now we're also returning uh, sarcophaguses back to Egypt because they were part of some crime ring years ago. And so we're just going to give them back to the Cairo's Antiquities Council. Yeah. Uh, We've decided that, uh, hey, if we think that they were stolen years ago, uh, we're going to give them back. So we just returned a 3,000-year-old sarcophagus. uh, As they concluded, it was looted from the country in 2008. It was on display in Houston's Museum of Natural Science since 2013. It was like a 10-feet-long wooden coffin known for its brightly painted green face and likely belonged to a priest named Ankymat. Uh So they believe that uh, last summer they revealed that the alleged network of leaders in the art world were involved in illicit antiquities trading. Leading to the indictment, remember we talked about this of the former director of the Louvre in Paris. Manhattan District Attorney's announced that the sarcophagus was stolen from an Egyptian uh, necropolis by the same network and sold to a private German dealer. So this, uh, they handed it back to the Cairo Antiquity Council, and they, I guess. Um, they, they return, we've returned 5,000 ancient objects from across the globe back to Cairo. Um, maybe Cairo needs to upgrade their security a little. Uh, it's just me though. I'm just, you know, I, what do I know again? <laughs> what do I know? But, uh, don't call them mummies. Whatever you do, do not call them mummies. Now, speaking of bones, a 12, yeah, that's right, mummies, well, they probably aren't any bones. I know they could be. Maybe that's all that's left in there is bones of the person, the mummified person. A 12-million-year-old whale fossil skull was found in Maryland. The whale skull fossil, estimated to be some 12 million years old, uh, was found on a beach in Chesapeake Bay according to a local museum the discovery was made by a Pennsylvania man in October Cody Goddard he was searching for fossils and shark's teeth Uh, the Calvert Marine Museum uh, said that yeah he was out there searching and uh, we feel like uh, you know it's a pretty good deal and uh, he said that he felt like he won the World Cup of Paleontology Okay. okay good good for you uh, we don't know what species of the malian whale it is. Uh, we won't know that for a few months because we have to ex- we have to extract and move the skull, which was encased in a hardened block of sediment and weighs around 650 pounds. It's a pretty small whale. Oh, it's just a skull. Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. It's the most complete fossil whale skull ever recovered in the Calvert Cliffs area according to the museum and has been christened Cody for its founder go Cody (laughs) Uh, the skull has been moved to the museum's fossil preparation lab and specialized tools yeah you know like soft brushes will be used to remove the sediment that encases most of it a process that will take many months yeah don't overdo it okay make sure you softly brush that sediment off of the skull be kind of cool to see 12 million year old whale Oof, well, dead, but twelve uh, million year old whale fossil. <laughs> In two months, they'll say, "Nah, he died a couple years ago. Never mind." <laughs>